0: what's up everybody my name is CJ and I'm Nate and this is Word of Mouth podcast
1: and the word is in our mouth come Come on somebody so in today's episode we're gonna be talking about is the Bible valid is there validity to the scriptures is it a reliable source Is there truth still in the Word of God? Is it make-believe? Is it fables? Uh, Is there actual evidence? And that's what we're going to talk about today. Psalms 138 says in verse 2, I will worship toward thy holy temple and praise thy name. For thy loving kindness and for thy truth. For thou hast magnified thy word above all
0: thy name. Amen. God, we love you. We thank you for everything that you've done. We thank you for yes. this opportunity to have, uh, to come here with this podcast, Lord, and reach out to the world. We pray that not only will your word be in our mouth, but that we can reach someone and change their lives for the better. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Brother Nate, it's good to have you here. Amen. It's good to be back. I know this is our first episode. Yes, sir. Uh, We had about 17 views. Uh, I know that's pretty low, but I mean, it's our first episode. We had 17 views uh, on our uh, just introduction of what we're going to be doing on this Word of Podcast. And um, so me personally, this is just kind of a little ad. I want to just say, if you are listening, would you please go out and share this podcast with everyone you know? We're hoping and praying that this will help somebody. Yes. Uh, and not only that, but it'll help us. Yes. And uh, we're just—I'm excited. Yes. And uh, why don't we just get right into it? Is the Bible valid? Is right. there validity to the scriptures? We we already talked about some of these things, brother Nate. Uh, what do you think? What yes. should we start off with?
1: So uh, we have some categories, and we're just gonna just roll through them. Uh, some there's some big topics. We have uh, things that prove the validity of the Bible, and that's a big thing. There's, there's a lot of people in in society where um, the, it's just another book, maybe, or it's just some fictional fictional thing, and uh, they don't understand the weight that it has. And uh, but the Bible. Then what we're gonna do is we're gonna show you in some different categories regarding prophecy, history, archaeology, and science. And there's other there's other things there's other things as well, but, but
0: unfortunately time doesn't permit. Yeah, we're not gonna talk.
1: We're, we we I could stay up all night and talk about this, uh, sure. no doubt. But for the sake of the listeners and for sake of, of my voice, we're gonna just <laughs> we're gonna just we're gonna jump right in. So, I picked a few. Uh, I'm gonna bring up prophecy. I think it's very relevant and I think you can't dismiss it in the society that we live in right everybody's looking for uh everybody's looking for the 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 superstar in the movies or the oh did you see that uh uh, you kn- the the new the newest hit thing and the newest uh, science gadget and all that jazz. Well, the Bible has some pretty cool things right, hidden right. in its pages. And all you got to do is you open up the word and Amen. you begin to study and you begin to see things. And so what I'd like to draw our attention to is the prophecy that was given by, by the prophet Isaiah. And I'm going to read a scripture and I'm going to lead into it. Isaiah chapter thirteen, verse nineteen. It says, "And Babylon, the glory of the kingdoms, the beauty of the Chaldees, excellency, shall be as when God, as when God overthrew Sodom and Gomorrah." Okay. So now Isaiah, he's beginning. He's prophesying about the destruction uh, of Babylon, and and he's this is this is before Isaiah's time. He's speaking ahead. Of himself, he's speaking in the future, and uh us who believe in the Word of God and believe in the bible uh who are who are, who are filled with the filled with the Holy Ghost who have been born again um these things aren't aren't that uh rare to us we right. understand these right. things we we may have even seen some prophecy fulfilled mm-hmm. or someone someone even prophesied but but for those who who don't know. Um, Isaiah is giving this prophecy and we're going to jump. We're going to fast forward to Isaiah 44 and verse 28. And now it has to deal with the same topic about the overthrowing of Babylon. And Isaiah says this in verse 28, he said, that saith of Cyrus, take note in that name, Cyrus, he is my shepherd. And this is the Lord speaking. He said he is my shepherd and shall perform all my pleasure, even saying to Jerusalem, thou shalt be built and to the temple thy foundation shall be laid. Mm. And so Isaiah, he's speaking a prophecy about a man named Cyrus who the Lord says is going to be his shepherd and what do shepherds do they take care of the sheep he's saying Cyrus you're going to be my anointed and you're going to rebuild the temple and you're going to be be the means which the fa- the foundation shall be laid now that's like, okay, big deal, big okay. deal, brother Nate, right? right? It's like, okay, there's just another guy with another name, <laughs> right? <laughs> but when you, when you begin to look in the Word of God and you look at uh, why, when and why the people went into captivity, which is a whole other topic in itself, we see that Isaiah was prophesying that prophecy. 150 years brother garcia Damn. 150 years before this man named cyrus was even alive huh. he wasn't even alive but yet through the holy spirit now that's, that's the lord spoke to isaiah and said there's gonna be a man and he names yeah. him by name yeah. and he says his name's gonna be cyrus hmm. and he's gonna be my shepherd and you look in the scripture, you look in Ezra when the people come back from Babylon. Right, you right. were just looking at it in, right. in your Bible a yeah. second ago. <laughs> you look and the peop- what happened is Cyrus conquers Babylon. And through that, the people found favor. And you look in Daniel and you look in all these uh, different, different books. And what does Cyrus do? He lets the Jews go back to their home. Right, right. Back to Jerusalem to where they could rebuild the temple. Amen. And so you see a prophecy yeah, fulfilled. That. You see a prophecy fulfilled, and this is that a coincidence? No, not. absolutely <laughs> not. And <laughs> we now we're gonna
0: coincidences. So anyway,
1: right? There are no such thing. But we're gonna move forward, and we're gonna talk about one, you know, one more aspect of prophecy. And I think it's definitely uh, our favorite because right. it has to deal with Jesus. Amen. Um, they say that anywhere between 200 and 400 scriptures. Uh, did the Messiah Jesus Christ that he fulfilled um, it starts in Genesis the Bible says that he would be born of a wo- uh, he would be a human born of a woman um, that he would reconcile right. the people to God that hmm. he would crush evil at his own expense I'm just going to jump through that's in Genesis we have Daniel it says that he would appear after the rebuilding of Jerusalem right. he would appear before the destruction of the Roman destruction of Jerusalem. Hmm. We have scripture and that said he would be born in Bethlehem and that he would be called Emmanuel and that he that he would be preceded by a forerunner that we know is John the Baptist which we we know him very well. We know that the word says that he would perform miracles in Isaiah in Psalms, it said that he would teach parables. And there's many, 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 many more. Psalms says he'd be forsaken. Right, Psalms said he right. would cry out to God. Right. Psalm said that they would strip his clothes away from him. Isaiah said that he would die. Um, in Psalms 22, his death is described. Right. Um, Zechariah foreshadows the piercing of Jesus. Mm. Um, and so we have all these Old Testament scriptures that... Uh, Many were 400 years plus older before Jesus even came, and yet uh, it leads up to Jesus. And then I'm going to leave off with that, and I think Brother Garcia, he has some material that he's been studying, but it leads up to Jesus. It all points to Jesus. It's all about Jesus. Jesus is at the center of everything that we do, everything that the Word talks about. And there's many historical evidence of Jesus Christ. Josephus for example and some others that that brother Garcia
0: is going to mention right now. So go ahead. Amen. Uh man that that prophecy thing is powerful. Um so for as far as historic something that really caught my attention, something that uh is interesting is I've always been asked, is the Bible uh historically accurate is it right is there other things other than the Bible that's really going to let me know that hey you're not just preaching out of the Bible but there's other accounts that talk about biblical events outside um, of the Bible now first I just want to say this real quick uh, if anything if there is uh, evidence to historic to, to historically back up the Bible or let's say there's not any evidence to historically back up the Bible? Let's say an archaeologist comes over and and he decides to come and bring you some evidence and say, hey, uh, see this, this, this proves this and this proves that your Bible is wrong. The question is, would that shake your faith? Right, and that's true. Would it? Would it? Are you so found in the Word of God that even if somebody were to come and present some interesting facts, would it? shake your faith. Um, so the element of faith is definitely a, a thing. Uh, now, I just want to back this up too. And this is, I mean, you can believe what you want to believe. But if somebody has a PhD, or let's say somebody has a doctorate in theological studies and stuff like that, and I don't have any of those, uh, I give props to people who do, Right. but it doesn't always necessarily mean that they're right. right. It doesn't That's always true. mean that 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 their ideas or maybe uh what they believe is always right right right? just because they have a phd to the name doesn't matter what you gotta do is you need to find this thing out for yourself that's correct uh Mm. so just some interesting things let's just talk about let's let's just uh let's think about some new testament scriptures because that's a lot easier uh is the bible historically accurate So can I tell you that there is no sound archaeological proof actually disproving the Bible? There's there's none at all. Uh, There's so many uh, proofs to archaeologically archaeologically, (laughs) (laughs) uh, prove. It is a big word. Prove the Bible. (laughs) Um, But so that's really cool to know. Um, But something that's interesting that caught caught my little study here, brother Nate, is that oftentimes we go uh we question people question the bible the the accuracy of it whether or not to believe it but the thing is is we learn if we go to college you have to take humanity classes you have to take different studies uh you we we learn some interesting things about some interesting writers for example let's take plato okay okay let's take plato you people might learn uh, about plato and his his writings and and what he has to say um And let's just take some other Greek writers or Roman writers. But Plato, the interesting thing about Plato is that Plato died in the 4th century BC. Uh, And the earliest manuscripts, okay, hear me. The earliest manuscripts or writings that they have to Plato to date dates around the 9th century AD. That means that was roughly 1200 to 1300 years after Plato died Um, and so that's what's what's so interesting because the most reliable copy we have to Plato is a hundred years after his death and does that mean brother Nate that it's unreliable no right it doesn't mean that but my point is uh, that why don't we take the same example or take the same thought process that we have to the Bible uh, is it historically accurate is this mean does this mean this and does this mean that why don't we take it to plato and say well is he historically accurate is he is his writings uh valuable is his writings something that we can trust um and so here's what i'm trying to get with that the New Testament okay we have and i found this so interesting as we were studying we have uh over 58. Hundred copies of the New Testament alone. And uh, and it's just amazing. It's just the New Testament 5,800 copies. And right. the earliest manuscript that we have today is literally 100 years after the final author. Come on, the somebody. final author, which happened to be John. We all know that John uh, he was the only apostle that didn't die of a, um, a martyrdom or yeah. tragic. <laughs> uh, but he died of a natural death. But his Uh, they say that he died around 90 to 98 AD and the earliest manuscript that we have to date, amen, is, um, let me see here. Let me look at my notes, uh, is literally a hundred years or less than a hundred years, uh, after his death. Now compared to Plato, Plato's earliest manuscript was a thousand to 1300 after his death. But, uh, we have 300 copies, uh, of existent manuscripts for Plato that date that long past. But yet we have 5,800 of the new Testament. It, it really can't compare brother Nate. Right. I um, agree. So take what my challenge is, is take the same thing that you would to any of your college prof- professors that say that the Bible isn't accurate. We'll just say, Hey, is Plato accurate? Is right. is this accurate? Is that accurate? Is our historians accurate? Um, now out of those 5800 uh, people will say this brother Nate, and, and I found this also interesting people will say that how do you know that they're accurate how do right. they know 58 is quite a big number it is. how do you know that each one of them match up in fact uh you can uh, there there might be all different but that's actually not the case out of those 5800 there is less than 6% variance in those texts right uh So here's what I'm saying. If you were to take the book of, I don't know, uh, Ephesians, you took that book and you took the copies out of the 58 copies of the New Testament and you laid it underneath or on top of the book of Ephesians, you would find, and you you read through the scriptures and you looked through it and you knew Hebrew or you knew Greek, excuse me, and you could accurately decipher the Greek text from the English text, you would literally find less than 6% of uh variance in okay. that scripture. So that's a pretty big <clears throat> deal. The Bible is extremely, extremely accurate. It's actually kind of scary. <laughs>
1: right. Because it's legit. Because it's legit. It's legit. Um and you can't disprove it. No, you can't and, and nothing And you they, say, try. They, they try. They try Brother Garcia. They try. They try to throw stones and what you were saying what you mentioned about uh they can't disprove. There is no archaeological site. Yeah, there isn't can. Anything not one single thing that will disprove the Bible, You're right? And that's because the Bible is true And that's true. And what did his word?
0: what did you just read in it Psalms 138? He it's, will magnify his word above all on. thy name. Mm, come on come somebody. On. Uh, one more thing before we get into it. Um, I Found this part so cool brother Nate Okay, so you proved the text and if I didn't, then that's up to your opinion. But you proved that we have copies. You proved that they're pretty accurate. You proved that, you know, maybe we should take the same outlook on the Bible as we do uh, uh, and plan it to Plato and plan it to all these historical writers. But the question is, is there any other historical writing outside of the, of Bible. the Bible that right. would even tell you that the Bible's true? That's a big deal. It is. It's <laughs> a huge deal uh this is really 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 cool um there was a man by the name of of Tacitus. okay and i'm not sure if i'm really telling you his name right that's all right but it's okay it's probably greek or it Roman is. or something but his writing around the second century ad uh, he was a roman historian he was a senator and something really important was check this out he was not a Christian. He was a pagan and he hated right, Christians. He hated Christians, And he right. was living in the time of Rome when there was Rome and Christian conflict going on all over the place. Yes. Uh, Tacius wrote, the uh, worker wrote on Nero... And what was happening in Rome with Nero? And if you don't know anything about Nero, go do your study he on Nero. He was a bad man. Bad man. He would take Christians. Uh, he'd put them on posts. He would wrap them up with uh, animal skins, light them on fire to light the city. He was a horrible. He used Christians as horrible, horrible man and street lights is what he did. Disgusting. Um, but Nero. He was, so he was a barbarian. But Nero is to believe that. Uh, he said actually he set fire on purpose and he actually blamed the christians which is really interesting right. uh Tacchius cool. wrote something and this is i'm going to read you something that's from his writing and you can go look this up you can check it out for yourself uh write Tacchius writings on jesus this is somebody that's completely out of the bible this is somebody that's not, a not even mentioned in the bible a non-believer. Not, exactly he's a non-believer hates christians he writes this it's a little bit lengthy but just uh it's not too bad consequently so this is, quote, Consequently, to get rid of the report, Nero fastened the guilt and inflicted the most exquisite tortures on a class hated for their abominations called Christian Christians by the populace. Christ, from who the name had its origin, suffered the extreme penalty, by the way, that's crucifixion, during the reign of Tiberius at the hands of one of our... Uh, Procur- procurators, right. I can't even say that name. I'm sorry, I can't read. Pontius Pilate. And a most mischievous, mischievous superstition, thus checked for the moment, again broke out not only in Judea for the first source of the evil, right. but even in Rome, where all things hideous and shameful for every Let me part. stop
1: you right there, Brother Garcia. Well, you, what I'm understanding, I haven't heard you read this before. You just said. That it started the evil because, hey, he's not a believer. He, right. They believe that Christians are evil. He said the evil started in Judea right, and spread to Rome. What do we see in the word of God? What happened in it the book of Acts? It started in Judea. In chapter 2. And it broke out. And Paul, what does he do? He writes to, <laughs> to the church,
0: church in Rome. Rome. Keep going. Come on, man. Come on, I'm telling tell you. This yeah. is powerful. This Keep is good going. stuff. Uh, so we see, uh, accordingly, an arrest was first made of all who pleaded guilty. Then, upon their information, an immense multitude was convicted, not so much of the crime of firing the city as of hating against mankind. Mockery of every sort was added to their deaths, covering with the skins of beasts. They were torn by dogs and perished and were nailed to crosses or were doomed to the flames and burnt to serve a naughty or nightly illumination when daylight had expired. Oh, uh, <coughs> have mercy. End quote. This was from a man that was not a Christian. Right. This was from a man that hated them so much, yet he writes some things. Let me point some things out if you missed it, okay? Um, he includes this. Let me get back to this. He includes some things. He mentions Pilate, right? Okay. Okay. We read in the New Testament Scriptures of the Gospels Pontius Matthew Pilate. Mark Pontius Pilate washes my hands. hands yes. He's sitting there. He mentions Pontius Pilate um, He mentions a man by the name of Tiberius who we know Which, to be the governor, right? To, who ordered all these things to right. Pontius Pilate Pontius Pilate worked underneath him and uh, He includes this he includes the name Christian right which we know that they were first called Christians at Antioch. Um, He mentions, and you brought it up, and I'm glad you brought it up. He mentions uh, that the movement began in Judea. And we read in Acts chapter 2, verse 38, when the 120 were in the upper room. Amen. And they got the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost poured out, and they ran out in the streets. And then we know that 3,000 were added to to the church. And then the Bible says that daily... Um, So what are you trying to tell me, Brother CJ? What are you trying to say? I'm trying to say that this is possibly the greatest and most accurate historical evidence outside of the Bible that names several people in the Bible that names Christ, his crucifixion, mind you. And a accurate account of Acts 2 and verse 1 through 4. Amen. I'm excited. That just got me all excited. I feel the Holy Ghost yeah, in here I'm just because up. we're talking about it. Pumped Amen. Up. What do you got else for us? Archaeological. Yes. Yeah, so,
1: man, that was fire right there. Um, he named some some archaeological things. And there's a few other. I'm just going to touch base. We have things... Um, they have stones that say... Uh, I remember a big a big argument was that right. well, the Bible talks about a man named David. Right, right. And David was... He was the second king of all of Israel. Okay. Um, and he came after Saul. But people would say, oh, there isn't any archaeological proof about David. Right, he right. He even existed. <laughs> well, it comes to find out that they find a stone with some inscribings on it, inscriptions on it. And, okay. And... It literally says the house of David right oh yes I remember when they found so we find stuff like that we find the Moabite stone because I was a big thing was saying that there was no race called the Moabites right But yet we find we find this stone that talks about uh, a man and he says I was the king of the Moabites and I don't have his name right here but you could look it up Moabite stone the stone uh, the house of David stone um of course we always bring up the Dead Sea Scrolls. They, right. It's a profound That's the thing. thing. And mm. uh inside the Dead Sea Scrolls, which was which in itself is a fascinating story right. and I need to brush up on it and learn even more, but just from the top of my head, um things was like this. It was they Uh, some non-believers they weren't Christians they found these pots and in these pots was papyrus and the story goes
0: sorry from what I understand is a kid was throwing rocks right and hit a pot and and he threw it in a hole in this mountain and he heard a crashing right yeah that's crazy and
1: so what's tragic about this story in in essence was that uh, from what I read and what I understand rumor is is that uh they the the mother of this boy that threw that stone actually used some of the papyrus and oh, burned no. them. Oh no. And burned them. Uh whether to start, know start oh. cooking and making some some tortillas <laughs> or whatever they cook over there. I'm not sure. Oh, we're from man. Arizona, we eat a lot of Mexican food. Yeah, we do. Oh but man. So rumor is she burned some. How tragic is that? Mm. But through the midst of that, God is a provider, Yes. and He provided enough evidence that we know and that we could trust the Word of God. Right, in, right. in the Dead Sea Scrolls were many, many transcripts. Um, from all, there was a transcript from each one of the books of the Old Testament. Right. Not all were complete, but there was a complete. Uh, there's a complete um, uh, record of the Book of Isaiah and Psalms, I believe, and maybe Psalms. I and like I said, I didn't brush up on the whole the whole thing, but there was i know for a fact that there was writings from each of the books of the old testament a complete uh record of of the book of isaiah and these things are old they're old they're bc they're they're old and it just shows that and when they when they ran tests on the king james uh version that we all use the 1611 um the, the accuracy, like you were right, talking about, right. is ridiculous. Remarkable. It's ridiculous. It's only a God could do something like right. that. Only God could do something. For so thousands we're gonna, of years. You yeah, know? We're gonna, one,
0: <laughs> one thing I actually thought was really cool, and I think I've told you about this too, is they found the, oh, what was it, the, um, the grave of... The high priest. Caiaphas. Caiaphas. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking that's his name. I believe sure. that was his name. Right. But they, there was only one Caiaphas in the at Bible. At that time, right. At that time. And high priest. they would put their bones into a, 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 like a carcophagus or some like kind of box. tomb. right? And they found this box and it said, here lies Caiaphas and some other things. I don't know. I just It just popped into my head right, right. now. But I, when I found that out, go look it up on YouTube. Right. It is legit. It is cool. Right. Uh, but yeah, that's that's tight uh, What about, okay, Brother Nate um, We talked topic. we talked about prophecy We talked about history um, We talked about a little bit of archaeology What about the big one? What about the one that everybody seems to have in their mind That says, oh, this proves you wrong Is science oh, What science. about science? Let's talk about oh, that I
1: believe in science mm,
0: I don't hey, believe in God, I believe in hey, science Hey, let me start off <laughs> with this
1: Let me start off with this it's a big misconception that they that that the belief is that science and God don't mix.
0: Right. No. Because
1: I'm going to read some top high brand famous scientists mm. who believed in God. Okay, did they have did they did they have a um did they have all that they have all truth in bible knowledge i 'm not necessarily saying that i 'm saying that these great men of science believed that there was a creator, believed that there was something that it wasn 't just by accident it wasn 't right. just by choice that that the world and everything is so beautifully orchestrated and that it wasn 't by chance and i 'm going to list some names of these great scientists and a lot of these these scientists are 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 some names that the atheists use. They say, oh, well, so-and-so said this, but they twist the words of these men who believed in a creator. Let me list some. Albert Einstein believed in God. Arthur Compton. Pascal, he believed in God. And and some of these names are are probably French or British or something. So they're (laughs) French, German. We have Schrodinger. We have Francis Bacon. We have Francis Collins. We have Galileo. He believed in God. We have Gregor Mendel. He's a famous one. We have Marconi. He believed in God. He was a believer. We have Isaac Newton, a famous, Mm, famous scientist. He believed in God. James Clerk Maxwell, Clerk Maxwell, he believed in God. Johannes Kepler, he believed in God. And you Google these names and you see what they're from. Right. Many right. of them were, as uh, many of them were studies of uh, of gravity and and of the stars and inventors uh, of the telescope. And and you have Albert Einstein and the theory oh of relativity and you right. name it. Louis Pasteur. You have Max Planck and. And Michael Faraday, and and the list goes on and on and on and on. William Harvey, uh, William Thomas Kelvin, uh, the the list is is tremendous, and and those are just big names. Right. But there's these men realized that the closer they grew in in knowledge and wisdom and and scientifically, the more they began to realize. that there's a creator. That right. there's a God. Right. And so, and so we're going to push that aside and we're going to jump, we're going to jump in back into the word. Um, one of my favorite things, let's just open my Bible real quick. I'm going to go to the very first chapter, the very first verse. Mm, come on. The Bible says in Genesis chapter one, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, that just seems like okay, you know, not a big deal. Pretty simple. Not yeah, a big pretty, deal, there we go. Really. But I don't know if anybody knows, but there's these things called Spencer's scientific principles. Okay. And there's certain things you in in his scientific principles you have to have time, force, energy, and space and matter. Okay. And so we see we we understand that there's certain things that science has to uh, deal with, that science right, deals with. Right. Right. If that there's there's laws there's laws in science right, right. Um, newton's ti- law time space and yeah, matter okay. right, um, and we so we look at we get a broad eye, we get an eagle eye view of the scripture right now, in the beginning okay so in the beginning we have time
0: mm.
1: and then we say, in the beginning God well God's the force. Right. And then it says, in the beginning, God created. And therefore, now we have the energy, in which okay. it takes to create, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So in the beginning, we have God created. What did he create? He created the heaven. Okay. That's space. And all the earth, that's the matter. Amen. So you have... That's cool. You have time, you have space, and you have matter. And there's many other things. We have things like... We have things like the Bible says that man was made from the dust of the earth. Right, right. Science has proven that in our bodies are 28 basic elements that are found in the earth. Okay. And so when the Bible says from the earth we're made and from the dust, from the dust we're made and the dust we shall return. Right. It's not lying. Brother nope, Garcia. nope. We literally <laughs> have the same basic uh, elements that this, that the dirt we walk on. Right. But the difference is, is that we were created in the image of God Amen. and that God breathed his life in us Amen. and he is drawing us mm. to a relationship with him so that we can know him and know his purpose for our life. Mm. And that's,
0: and that's what we're doing here on this podcast. Yeah, that's what we're doing here. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe on the next episode, I mean, there's some several things that we didn't hit. Right. Right? if we didn't, if we didn't hit something that, uh, you, you wanted us to talk about you know message us or Feedback, something yeah. Feedback's great uh, And maybe we'll You know what brother Nate Maybe we'll turn this into A, a second episode as well Kind of right. Maybe expel Do a little bit more things. study yeah. Right I don't know right. This is our first episode We're still trying to figure things out But uh, I've enjoyed it Right I appreciate the
1: I appreciate the time I appreciate the listeners And most of all I appreciate
0: my God Amen. In His Word. Amen In fact I felt like Reading something uh, Before we left And then brother Nate Feel we'll closes out in prayer Yes sir And uh And let's just see this. The Bible says in Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. Come on, somebody. Amen. Lord, we love you. And we
1: just appreciate you. We appreciate your word. And we just put our trust in you. And Lord, we just pray that you just touch somebody and that you just help somebody. Uh, To come to the knowledge of who you are, that they can trust your word, that they'll know without a doubt that, hey, there's no question about it. It's true. Science, archaeology, history, the prophetic, it's all there for me to know that you exist and that you really did die for me on a cross and that you do love me. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.